On April 28th, a new film will be coming to the silver screen. Big George Foreman, the miraculous story of the once and future heavyweight champion of the world based on the true life story of the incomparable two-time world heavyweight champion and Olympic gold medalist, George Foreman. Welcome, George, to Toronto this weekend. I'm so happy to be with you. When was the last time that you were in our great city of Toronto? Ah, boy, I love Toronto. I can tell you that. But it's been a while. I need to come back. You do. You need to come back. It's beautiful here right now in the in the oh, spring yeah. season. Uh, why did you want to bring your life story to the silver screen, George? And it's not easy. That's been years ago by the people would come up with a movie idea, but I wouldn't pursue them. Then all of a sudden, it was the right time. Once you figure I'm putting my life in order now, it's time to reveal secrets. And that's not easy. As a celebrity, you try to hide everything in your life. Big fence, gates around your home, uh, tinted glass windows, dark glasses. But then to reveal yourself, this was the time to do it. Why? Why was this the time? Well, you know, especially after we suffered through those that COVID years where a lot of people felt like I was brought up like everything. We've lost everything. How do we start all over again? And that's one good thing about life. It's about starting over again. And this was the time to tell the story about my life so many times, getting up and starting over. You grew up in Houston, and uh, one of the earliest scenes in the movie is quite heartbreaking. Uh, it's a heartbreaking I won't share all of the details because we want people to watch uh, watch the film. But, um, it, you know, it's essentially your mom struggling to feed you and your siblings. Do you ever lose sight of those days? I mean, you've gained so much success, George. Do you ever lose sight of where you began? And the movie was like therapy for me. Yeah. I sat and watched the movie with my children and grandkids uh, at a screening. And I had forgotten because you go through life thinking, boy, I got to pay my income tax. I got to go do this. I need that. Then you realize where you started from. I didn't even have hope. Hope did not exist growing up. And uh, you think people take for granted that a lot of people have hope. What I didn't, and it didn't, I didn't need hope. <laughs> words like potential and uh, success, those words didn't exist. So you have to sort of look back, and the movie helped me look back, and it'll help a lot of other people look back and say, you know what, I'm in a good place after all. Mm. In the movie, one of the lines that stood out to me, George, um, is when the character playing you says, I fought because I felt hated by the world, but I've changed. I had to get knocked down to the bottom to see that everything I was searching for was already there. You turned your life around, found Jesus, sought forgiveness from your enemies. What do you want viewers to know about you? in this film? Well, first of all, Chris Davis. Who People ask me, who is George Foreman? Mm. See the movie? Chris Davis is George Foreman. He brought that character alive. I was able to look at him and face myself. But to start from anywhere at hating, just trying to crush the world and find out that the best invention ever were human beings. And I had to learn how to be kind to them. And it made me so happy. To, to, to make certain I didn't leave this life without learning how to appreciate people and the people especially who had helped me. 
That's what that movie tells a story about. But it's also a, a transformative story, George. I mean, you know, you touched on it. You were full of so much anger. And to make that transition, what was happening inside of you? I mean, we saw the outside, the external transformation, but what was happening inside of you that made you wake up to say, I need to change and stop hating people. I need to see people for who they are. Every year I would pick up someone else extra to hate. Year after month after year, I just picked up someone who disappointed me. I needed to, to get some revenge. I just, my life was just so full of that hate. But then after that experience where I died in a split second, I was alive again, got a chance to look on my hand and scream, Jesus Christ was coming alive in me. I realized that the best thing that ever happened to me, and the most important thing, I died without saying goodbye to my mother in that room. Mm-hmm. Boy, I said, if I could ever get back to my mother and tell her how much I love her and my kids and all my friends, Life is a wonderful thing to have. You lose it, you know how how much you appreciate it. And that made me a happy man to be alive, just to be alive. What have your family said watching the movie? You said that it's been therapeutic for you, but what has it been like for your kids? You say your grandkids to see your story, your, you know, the story of your life on the big screen. It was good for them because they didn't know all those stories, didn't even know they had a uh, grand- you never shared any of it with them? Uh, a grandfather who'd been under the house hiding from dogs. They never knew anything like that. Now, you know, I've been a preacher now for, for about 45 years. That's all they knew. And they looked and said, is that really him? It was good for them to see that about me. Redemption. And my family, they loved it. Touched their heart, too. What, George, will be your legacy? You know, there's a generation that doesn't know you as a boxer, as you just alluded to, knows you as preacher, as a media personality for your George Foreman grills as well. What do you want your legacy to be? A great American story. That's all. Just a story about how someone, if you're willing to work, you can start from the bottom. Doesn't matter how many feet step on you knock you down, you can still get up and do whatever you want to do, especially later on when you have a little faith. I had hope, but then it evolved into faith that if I can't do anymore, God can do the rest. That's what it's all about. George, what I find interesting is later on in the movie, it talks about how you and Muhammad Ali became uh, great friends uh, up until his death. And you guys were arch arch enemies. Uh, of course, we all remember uh, Rumble in the Jungle. Uh, talk to me. It was an interesting scene seeing the two of you when you actually went to him and asked for forgiveness. Tell me about the place you were in and and really the the place you were in to actually go and ask for yeah. forgiveness to him. You know, it's strange because you I lost the title to Muhammad Ali. Yes. And he kept with his boasting. I was determined to get revenge. I said, I'm going to get even with this guy. I'm going to tear him apart. And uh, if there's anyone I can't stand and about uh, just about getting a chance to fight him again, I found salvation, found hope. I found God. And I realized I had missed a many years of having one of the greatest friends I could have ever had in Muhammad Ali. He called himself the greatest, but I can tell you he was the great one of the greatest friends I've ever had. We talked every day. 
then the advent of the telephone, FaceTiming each other. We can see one another. We visited it and we loved each other. I, I got to admit, I loved the man. Even now, I can't get over his passing. What a I friend have, we became, friends we became. I have a few minutes left, George. For those that are listening and uh, will potentially see this movie, talk to me about the power of forgiveness. I've heard people say that, you know, not forgiving people is like drinking poison, hoping the other person will suffer. Uh, talk to me about the power of you uh, asking people for forgiveness and wanting to see people for who they are. And I, I write this note to all of my kids. Uh, forgiveness is the subtle thread that binds both love and friendship. Because you could wake up tomorrow without a child, a daughter, a son, even a mother, if you not don't learn to forgive. Sometimes people say, I don't have anyone to talk to on the telephone. But if you go through forgiveness, you have so many uh, phone calls coming to you and you making every day. So practicing forgiveness have given me a family, given me friends. And uh, the most important gift you can get is forgiveness. Thanks so much, George, for joining us on Toronto this weekend. Thank you. <laughs>